0: Hey, I'm Jules, and I'm Megan, and this is Lasting Looks. We take you behind the scenes of pop culture's most iconic looks. Here we go. Can you believe we're already on episode nine?
1: Jules, I cannot believe it. It's so crazy. We've talked to so many fun people and like learned so much, even though this is the industry we're in, it just... Still so much to learn and share. And for this episode, we're talking about Seinfeld with our guest Stephanie Kennedy. Stephanie was the key costumer and the costume supervisor on the show starting in season five.
0: Stephanie also runs a really fun Instagram account called Seinfeld Backstage. She shows all the old continuity photos. She has a bunch of Polaroids of them, and she tells a lot of really great behind-the-scenes stories. So it's super fun to follow. So today we're going to do something a little bit different. Before we dive into our interview, we're going to hear a little bit about Seinfeld from pop culture expert and New York Times bestselling author of the book Seinfeldia, Jennifer Keshen Armstrong. She also happens to be my sister. So let's hear from Jen.
2: The thing about Seinfeld as a cultural phenomenon is that like pretty much most good television shows, it is quintessentially of its time, but also gave us reasons to kind of latch onto it and keep referring back to it, not just because it was running in reruns, but also because it really actually continued to speak to us. You know, it's very 90s in the sense that it is about a group of friends, not family or coworkers, which is what most sitcoms had been before, you know, Your Cheers or all of those family sitcoms that were so popular in the 80s, like Family Ties and that sort of thing. So this was pretty new in that it was about friends who didn't live together. It's not even like Golden Girls. It's just these friends who are hanging out and sharing observations with each other. And that came even before Friends, as the Seinfeld people love to point out. And this really became something that was very normal afterwards, but beforehand was a big innovation. But Seinfeld was really special because it had this other innovation as well, which is that they had this rule on the set from the co-creator Larry David, um, who most of us know now. And so this makes a lot of sense. His rule was no hugging and no learning. So he didn't want it to be like a typical sitcom. He didn't want the characters to grow and change. He didn't want them to realize the friendship was the most important thing or anything like that. So just, they're just going through life, dealing with these kind of ridiculous situations that the writers put them in and that really start out as very normal problems for the most part you know you're trying to rent a car you're trying to find your car in a parking lot um, you have to go to a party you don't want to that sort of thing and then they would take those to the logical extreme but not in a way that the characters would actually grow and change they would just go and observe things and be funny these were very selfish characters Another way that this is very 90s, you know, this was when we were very concerned about like what we called yuppies at the time. So young, upwardly mobile professionals. These are them, really. And so this was kind of a commentary on this sort of person. They are, you know, embodying these characters and kind of making a little bit of fun of them, I would say, you know, they often they're. Misadventures often do not end well for them. Uh, they don't learn any lessons from that, but I think we kind of do. And in that way, it's very '90s. Um, and this, they also allow these characters, like I said, to be observant and clever. And that's really where I think, you know, the reason that most of us love this show comes in because they had ways of saying things that we also picked up and mimicked and a lot of these phrases that continue to be in the lexicon. And some people don't even know where a lot of them came from, you know, a not that there's anything wrong with that. Master of my domain, real and spectacular, shrinkage, sponge-worthy. There was almost always at least one of these, if not a few, in every single episode every week. And it really caught on quickly because the show... People may not realize if they're younger, it, is, it was huge, 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 huge at the time. It was like you just had to watch it. People have asked me while I'm talking about my book, like, oh, are you a big Seinfeld fan? And I always say, you know, I was actually alive and watching television in the 90s. So I didn't even think about whether I was a Seinfeld fan or not. You just watched the show because everyone was going to be talking about it the next day at school or at work. They would be quoting it, and if you hadn't watched, you wouldn't know what everybody was saying. They'd all be running around saying something like, no soup for you, and laughing, and you would be out of the loop if you did not watch. So it was pretty much required viewing at the time that it was on and that was a time when you still had to like stay home on Thursday night and watch the thing when it was on watch the commercials the whole thing because we didn't have DVRs or video on demand or anything like that you know so this was just people revolved their lives and their weeks around this and it was so gigantic at the time I mean tens of millions of people were watching it every single week which you don't. You just don't get that now. So it was very influential at the time, and continued in reruns, and now on streaming, and we're going to get it on Netflix soon. So I think it is going to sort of continue to regenerate new fans this way. The looks, of course, were very '90s, and I'm sure you guys are going to talk about that. Um, you know, these characters really were defined by their looks. I think more than a lot of sitcoms. Um, one sort of famous graphic treatment that I've seen of Seinfeld like t-shirts and stuff like that is where they just show the four characters hair and I think that that's so telling because you really can distinguish each of them just by their hair alone and their clothes really followed and helped to define these characters and I think part of that is just because they're such well-defined characters and the reason that something that happens on the internet is that there are still people out there who will imagine sort of what Seinfeld would be like now. For instance, there was a whole Twitter account for a while that did that, that would sort of pitch new modern ideas for Seinfeld plot lines. And for instance, when the pandemic started, there was something that circulated online that was like a spec script of what Seinfeld would be like in a sort of quarantine situation. And to me, that shows how well-defined the characters are, that you can kind of plop these four down anywhere, in any circumstance, and we can all pretty much agree that they would do certain things, that things, certain actions would make sense. And I think there looks really... Sort of showed that as well, you know, especially like in Elaine, I think we could all still dress up like her for Halloween and we know exactly what that is. And it's very 90s. It's sort of those flowy dresses and clunky heels and the big hair. And um, I will just briefly say that as part of my research for my book, I attended this baseball game that was the Brooklyn Cyclones, the minor league team started having these Seinfeld nights every year and it is so fun to go. And it's because partly because they have, they have people there, you know, everybody comes and they come in costume. And so people are wearing, you know, Kramer lobster shirt or the puffy shirt, or they're dressed up like Lane and you know what everybody's doing immediately. And there's this kind of recognition and bonding over that. And I think that that is ultimately the most telling thing, I know you guys always talk about this on this podcast, that if you can dress up like something for Halloween, and other people understand what you're doing, it's an iconic look. And this show, while is it wasn't as sort of like fashionable to mimic its costumes at the time, the way that you might want to dress like the characters from Friends or Sex and the City, you know, it is so defined. And I know that even Michael Richards often liked to be in particularly his shoes, but um, parts of his costume to kind of get himself in the spirit of Kramer, for instance. So that's really telling that the show is iconic in every possible way. So thank you so much for having me on to talk a little bit of Seinfeld today. Thank you so much
0: to Jen for joining us today. And now here's Stephanie Kennedy. I'm Megan. And I'm Jules. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much for being with us today. Um, so, tell us a little bit about your Instagram account, Seinfeld Backstage, and what inspired you to start it.
3: Well, a um, couple things. Um, you know, during quarantine, my kids were—I have three boys—and they were watching Seinfeld. They watched it before. They were binge watching it, and you know, it just occurred to me that, you know, that might be something because I had these Polaroids. I thought that might be something that people would be interested in. And I I really, really thought about it for a little while. Like, is this a Facebook thing? Is this a Twitter thing? And, you know, I just, I'm an Instagram person. And I thought, you know, because they're photographs that might be the best way, you know, the best platform for them. And so um, I talked to a couple friends and just, Oh, and then, you know, a couple of the writers, the Seinfeld writers that I'm still friendly with were telling me how popular, you know, how how Seinfeld just, you know, again, has been really, really, you know, popular again with binge watching um, more than ever, right? And how amazed they were, how, and it's just been talked about and written about lately, just, you know, during quarantine. And so I thought, you know, let me, I'll post a couple pictures. I really had no intention of more than just, sharing them because I had them and also because they're Polaroids, I was, I'm a bit concerned about how long they'll be around. And so I thought maybe I'll snap pictures of them and share them with people so they can enjoy them and see them. Since there's a lot of Seinfeld content out there Mm -hmm. with memes and with, um, you know, just, you know, some, some shots from different episodes. So I thought this is some fresh content that people might like. And behind the scenes stories. I mean, the wardrobe girls have all the good stories, right? Oh, Oh, for
0: sure. It's just so cool because I looked at your account and you have so many followers and you started it in November. So that just shows you, I mean, how popular it is. It's so crazy.
1: I mean, people are obsessed with Seinfeld and not new news, but it's wild that, and plus it is, I bet people are watching it more lately because it is a comfortable show. It's something you're used to. It's something you're, you know, like- I think right now everyone wants a little comfort and I think people mm-hmm. are fine. That with Seinfeld for sure. I know my family does for sure.
0: Yeah. And I, it's really cool that you're doing it to also preserve those photos because what's cool about older shows is they have physical mm-hmm. Polaroids. And we were actually talking, we, we interviewed Deborah McGuire from friends and she was yeah. talking, she posts a lot of her um, fitting photos yeah. and it's really cool because now we just use everything's digital. Oh, yeah, So it's like, yeah. You know, we take our photos and it's like, we're not going to have a physical copy of that in the future. No. So I think it's so amazing. And it's so smart for you to take photos of them and keep them in a digital way. But you also have these really cool Polaroids to hold on to as long yeah. as they last.
1: Yeah. It's just like, so different. Cause I mean, when I, we started, it was, we did take photos and we put in our books and the books went away and they just kind of live forever. And now it is when I take the, send my continuity off it kind of goes away and it's I delete it from my phone so it takes up so much space and it's yeah like it's cool that you held on to those too because sometimes oh, you I, was only, know.
3: I was really I've mentioned this a couple of times I'm really the only person on the set taking pictures every day right you know because nobody had a camera in their pocket
0: in those days right right,
3: right? And, the, and obviously the intention was to get wardrobe continuity pictures so right. these are right. these are like the extras these are like the duplicates. These are Maybe the fitting outfit that didn't that we didn't end up using. These were just the 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 throwaways, really. And it's so also- somewhere somewhere there are books and books of right. the oh, you know thousands somewhere. So I'm you know I'm gonna maybe look into that as well because somewhere are the act that the number one the A list right. Polaroids that right.
1: Yeah. And I feel like that- actors when you take a continuity they have this like looser. They know you're just taking it to. It's not. A formal photo shoot it's not going to be on camera so they always have some funny pose there's always like the photos i have of some actors are so funny because they just let loose yeah. for that quick photo so yeah. it's awesome
3: you so. find that some actors it, it depends um you know i think some of the actors will you know put their hands up like this mm-hmm. because they want to show the rings and, they, right. and some of can close their eyes yeah so it's interesting to watch like different different actors have different kind of styles when they get their picture taken some of oh, them yeah. really quickly snap without them knowing, you right. know, Like so mm-hmm. I'm not bothering them or right. like distracting them, but some of them want you and you have to know your actors. Totally. So like, some of them want you to, to call their name first so they don't get flashed in the eyes. Yep. And so um, anyway, yeah. I have this
1: one actor since season, I've been on this show since season one who takes the continuity photo the exact same way. It's the same yep. exact post. I look, could, Take it and cut it out each time. It's <laughs> been the same since season one, and it's always now. It's funny, but I don't think he even realized he was doing it. And I was like, "You do the same pose every time," and to this day, over a hundred episodes later, same pose. Yeah, that's really <laughs> funny. Yeah. Well, so. the
3: wardrobe people, you really, you know, the wardrobe people really have to. I mean, if you're smart, anyway, you have you're really you're you're kind of getting a vibe. You pick up, you mm-hmm. know, if, if they if they're your main, you know, re- you know, actors, your main cast you get it, you know them, right. But then you have guests that come on and you're, you know, you have to, you have to do a quick read. Like, Oh yeah. Is this person, did they like to be touched? I have had actors before and I'm sure you have too, that they don't like to be touched very right. much. And, yeah. you know, which I understand, you know, you know, because you know, wardrobe were always in their like, mm-hmm. oh, you yeah. like, <laughs> know, with their jewelry and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I get that. And I would actually have, a couple of actors on 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 Seinfeld, but on some other shows that I worked on before, that once they got into the set, you can't touch. You, they didn't they didn't allow last looks. Like you have to kind of get your last looks quick before they step into the set, or mm-hmm. you or or that's it. You lost your right. the window. You know that yep. window closes. So yeah, um, it is.
1: it's it's definitely tiptoeing around personalities and yes, it's an interesting job in that way. It's
0: an interesting part of our job that I don't think anybody ever talks about. No. So I love <laughs> right? that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's looking just... back, it's like, okay, you kind of have to, you know, it's part psychology
3: a little right. bit, right? Yeah. You know, good. And, and I've seen wardrobe people kind of come and go to, we would have people, you know, come in to help us on, on bigger shows and so we would have you know, called the union and get the list of like, who's available and mm-hmm. have people come in. And, you know, sometimes it just wasn't a good fit you know right. for us or you know they're just energetically wasn't mm-hmm. a good fit for an actor maybe you have to really kind of it's a very very you know um like i said very personal kind of kind of job and you have to really be able to read the actors and kind of it's like a little dance.
1: Totally. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> how you gonna yeah.
3: That's how I started the Instagram. Was really okay. kind of was it wasn't an accident. I mean, I knew I had these pictures. Right. I was always kind of thinking, well, you know, I should do something with them and so the timing seemed right. Here I
0: am. That's awesome. For yeah. sure. Yeah, um so how sure. did you end up working on Seinfeld?
3: I um was a, a customer stylist doing commercials mainly but i i actually just helped out on a sitcom i didn't do i wasn't like the supervisor or anything i was pretty new i was pretty young like 20 i um i worked on golden girls and empty nest
0: oh cool. my god i love so, both those shows
3: yes, yeah and so actually some of those golden girls don't like to be touched specific i won't name names but there's a couple okay. those, there's one or two that once they're in the set and then, and you know it's like okay you're not going to just do your last looks before right. they step into the set and don't bother them. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's just no. a preference. It's a right. preference. And you just respect. Right. It. It's like they have their, they, they are, they've got so many things to remember and so many lines to remember and business to remember and props that they're going to have to, you know, use and things, coats they're going to have to put on and off. I mean, they have so many things on their mind. So it's like, I get it, you know, and I right. for sure I tried, I tried never to take that personally. It's like, okay, this
0: no, is no, you're know, yeah. doing
3: your job. This is their yes. way, and that's okay. Um, so I met Jerry on an American Express commercial. Um, I got hired to do everybody else. So it was one of these commercials mm-hmm. where he had his own person, mm-hmm. and I got brought in to do um, all the other people in the commercial. And so I met Charmaine, who was Seinfeld costumes designer, oh, wow. and Jerry. And you know, when you're doing commercials, it's like you're on, you know, we did like three commercials in a row, three Amex commercials together. Um, and so we I think it was like a week or 10 days that we were all working together, you know and so we're getting to know each other and both of them at one point said, come here a minute. You haven't sat down this whole time, this whole few days. We, we haven't seen you sit down once, you know and they really were, you know, noticing that I was working hard, which, you know, felt good. And so from there, it went to like more conversations about, you know, do you only do commercials? Have you worked on a show? And, you know, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> you know, I'm on the show. It was kind of a funny story in itself because Charmaine took me to coffee on Melrose right here in LA. We meet for coffee. And she was talking about how, well, you know, we start up in August and we'll we start to do this and we do that and we do this. And I wasn't sure. If she meant we, like we, or we, the Seinfeld we, or was we like she and I? And so I actually left that coffee, scratching my head. I, I <laughs> no, it was like a Seinfeld episode. It was like a yeah. I George. I, I I remember I called my mom from like the payphone over on on Melrose somewhere, and she said, "Did you get it?" I said. I don't know. (laughs) I I, I think so. I think so. So of course I did, but I wasn't, the way she was talking about, you know, we do this and we do that. I wasn't sure which we she was talking about. I was was kind of shy and kind of new at this and I wasn't quite, you know, didn't have the, you know, the nerve to say, do you mean we, you and me? Right. (laughs) Oh my
1: gosh. um, Oh, that's awesome.
3: I I came in and hit the ground running with, with Charmaine and um, it was just the two of us. I mean, wow. season five was the two of us. I think a few months in we brought in one more person to help, you know, a couple of days a week. But that's, that's mostly it's just the two of us.
0: That is so badass. Yeah, that's so, yeah. It really is. Oh my gosh. Because you, you
1: started season five and season five, episode two, is one of the most like signature costume pieces of all of seinfeld
0: of like like all time almost (laughs) like if you want to talk of like tv like it's it's up there oh yeah the
1: puffy shirt the puffy shirt
3: puffy shirt so okay well when i um the first episode was a mango right Mm -hmm. the second episode was the puffy shirt and charmaine had already because they'd written this episode about this shirt there had already been meetings between Larry and Jerry and Charmaine on the shirt she'd already gotten when I came in day one she'd already located this shirt
0: okay okay. I didn't
3: didn't find that shirt that wasn't you know something that I found but it was a shirt that she found on the rack at International Mail in West Hollywood here in LA Mm. um she went to International Mail because it's in Boys Town it's it's you know it has a lot of like flamboyant and fun you know costumey clothes you can get you know all kinds of fun stuff there. Right. And so I think she just, I'm not sure if that was the first place she went, but she, you know, she was a customer and no, she knew, um, you know, where to go to get, you know, you guys know, I mean, you right. know, yeah. where to go, you know where to go, or you think at least you have some inklings where to start. Yes. And she found this shirt off the rack and added some elastic. I actually watched the episode yesterday because now I'm getting all these questions. I'm like, gosh, I don't remember do <laughs> refreshing my memory, you know? And so she added a bunch of elastic to the sleeves to cool. make it more, you know, Huffy. to make it more puppy. And she put oh, yeah. some shoulder pad, put some shoulder pads in it. And um, I really didn't have anything to do with that. I mean, I worked on that episode, but she located that shirt and she embellished it.
1: And Jerry Um, rocked it. (laughs) Jerry totally rocked
3: it. I know. I know. It's such a great, it's such a great episode. I love all the the George story in that. It's such a great, you know, I love, I love all of uh, their different business in that episode. It was a good one.
1: Oh, that's like, it's a classic. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
3: People are always asking me about the puppy shirt. And I, you know, that was a Charmaine A Charmaine find, definitely. But people, I think, are sometimes disappointed that it wasn't just designed, that she didn't sit down with it, you know, and have it made. But, you know, in the script, it really is supposed to be a shirt. You can get, you know, that this woman's selling or her intention is to be selling them, you know, to shops. So, what you know, we could have easily, Charmaine could have easily gone to any of the big costume houses and, and rented a pirate Sure. Costume. Right. But that wasn't the right, you know, that wasn't what the script was calling for. That wasn't the right. right.
0: But so. I also think like, it, yes, of course, it's wonderful when things are designed, but there's something magical about finding them out in the world. Well, and you also, know,
1: you never know how the story is going to play. You didn't know at that time, like how, how many years later that shirt would still be. So, <laughs> so at the moment you're like, okay, let's just get something that works too. And make yeah. it practical and easy and also cool. And and you it was did, the right thing. It was the right call. But in the moment, it's you don't know that 30 years from now we'll be talking about it or yeah. 20 years from now. I think she might have added
3: some buttons. And that was one thing I noticed. When I was watching yesterday. There's some kind of jeweled buttons, <laughs> uh, the cuffs, but she didn't do much to it. I mean, in right. a way of right. you know, embellishing it. It was pretty, you know, pretty much like that off the rack. And, yeah which to me is, which is supposed to be yeah it is, is no it's
0: hilarious it's exactly and like how it's supposed to be you know even sourcing a costume like that where now you could like go on the internet and google something it's like so much different that you guys were going out into the world and actually physically yeah. going through racks and right. looking for a thing.
3: Ugh. I think about that too. And we could have, I mean, we were doing an episode a week. So it's not like we could have easily ordered something online and have it there in time. But the writers, when it was something special like that, like a you know, a puppy coat or a puppy shirt or a you know, a technicolor dream coat. Yeah. <laughs> they give us they gave us some lead time. It wasn't that's just so like, nice. here's a script, we're gonna shoot it tomorrow. I mean that didn't that didn't happen, you know, right with major things like that. Like we need an urban sombrero. Oh, okay. You know, right, right. So that's nice. It would give us it- they would give us a little bit of time.
1: Yeah. You know, and yeah. they,
3: maybe they didn't have the whole script together and the whole storyline together they'll, that they would, they would say, you know, we're thinking about having a special piece of, you know, a special piece of wardrobe in this, especially when Jay Peterman, when that storyline was developed and started with, you know, Elaine working for Jay Peterman. You know, I think I mentioned in another, uh, um, in one of my posts, you know, there was like a collective gasp in the wardrobe department because we knew that these writers were going to just, now everything was going to be about some wardrobe gag. Right. You know, like every, you know, we're going to have, you know, they're just going to come flying at us every single week. And we're just going to be, you know, having to like fetch these crazy, you know, crazy, you know, travel clothes and whatever they could conjure up, we're going to have to make it, find it, buy it, rent it, you know, come up with it for you know, like a
1: that. There's- sitcom there is there are so many each episode i think has some costume call out reference like tell me about it in the script <laughs> i feel like there's like i mean we work on a medical show it's not very much like oh that person's wearing but i don't think i've watched an episode where they haven't said specifically something about someone's clothing or there hasn't been a big part i mean george's I know. tough coat
3: that one was um you know because it said in this in the in this in the dialogue because it said in the script that George got it from like his dad's friend that had some discount ski shop. Charmaine sent me to a discount ski (laughs) shop (laughs) because, you know, we tried to be kind of, we tried to kind of come at it organically. And so I go to some downtown ski, you know, discount place and I found that coat probably found a few coats and brought that one, brought them back and fit them on him. And that one was the winner. And, um, yeah, it's such a great coat. And we opened up the side seams and shoved about 10 bags of batting oh my in
0: gosh. this coat. Oh my gosh. And
3: I mean, we puffed it as much <laughs> as we could without breaking, you know, without breaking or ripping the channels, you know, <laughs> the, 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 the stitching because you, you know, you could, it would be like inflating, like a bike tire, like <laughs> you could overflow. Well, it looked over like that. It was like explode. Out, you know? Um, we shoved batting in, in the side seams. So that was a real coat. We didn't make it, you know, we bought it off the rack again and, and just embellished the heck out of it. And, um, I even, I, I, I mentioned before too, I think we probably could have gotten more batting. Like it could have even been more, but, you know, there was a limit to how much, you know, you could how far you could go. And right. it was big enough. And to be bigger, would it? I don't think it would have been funny, you know, and I think Jerry and Larry, they loved, obviously, they wrote these things, or, you know, the other writers wrote these things. But there was always, you know, we you don't want to make it too ridiculous. It's ridiculous enough, obviously, you know, but right. I mean, you know, it could have been just like this big you know giant you know like right. michelin man and it was pretty i just watched that one again the other night too it's like it's pretty big but it's, and
1: it you know, makes me laugh out loud and there's very few <laughs> things that physically make me laugh like costume wise like where i see it and i physically start cracking up that makes me well, crack and, up. and jason too i mean the way he oh yeah played oh my
0: gosh
3: movie. well and then when he's in
1: the car and it's like yeah. <laughs> it's like his little head is like <laughs> You know, like, you know we were saying we I was were like, watching he, he had to sit in a car in that thing it's, different yeah. it's just like that one scene where it shows up it's like no he's committed to that thing the whole pretty oh, much the yeah. whole episode so yeah, like sure. he wasn't taking that off
3: and that episode in particular really is I have to say you know if I had to pick a favorite like a desert island um episode I would pick that one because it's so you know it's it's so perfect it's so Seinfeld I mean you know it's hard to pick a favorite but you know it just takes place in in an afternoon and an, and an evening it's just in a few hours time there's only oh and for wardrobe people it's one costume one day. <laughs> one people, day one yeah. day yeah, so, yeah. Hey, we loved we loved larry david scripts because larry's scripts tended to be that way just like once you know one day or two days peter melman the same thing it's like they would really it was just about these little small stories right you know and they didn't go into like days and nights and changes and all this craziness they tended to be like smaller ideas, yeah, smaller stories. like
1: a so, dream. Yeah,
3: costumer, <laughs> like we loved those stories. We love this one. But for many reasons, for that reason as well, but also just because, you know, they just did so much within those few hours. Mm-hmm. That's, and I really, really loved the way that story is told. It's just this whole little, one little story. And they're, and all four of them are connected. They're all going to this dinner party. And so it's just, it just seemed to me, it's like the perfect little Seinfeld episode.
1: It is a good one. It's really,
0: really. it's good very one. classic. Yeah. Yeah. It is classic. What else she got? The bro or the man's oh My gosh. So that was
3: another one of those weeks where I think we got, I forgot who wrote that one, but you know, we, we got that script in advance because they knew that we were going to need some time with that. Oh yeah. And they, and they wanted time with that too. The, you know, the Larry and Jerry, they wanted to make sure that, we got the right thing, you know, and we're not, and, and that some, it sometimes takes a little time and also takes some, you know, trying on with the actors and seeing what works and seeing what looks good on camera and that kind of thing. So that was, um, you know, that was one of those situations where they gave us a script in advance and, the, you know, Charmaine, I believe she kind of sketched that one out and had, you know, she put that together. I think part of it was a bra that we bought and part of it, she added elastic to it. I have to watch it again to see, but I think we made a couple little prototypes and let them rehearse with it.
2: Sure, right? yeah, mm-hmm. that makes and sense.
3: And see what kind of craziness ensued because anytime you put, you know, Kramer and Frank Costanza together, you know, it's always something, <laughs> you know, super magical. So, you know, I think, I do believe we pick we made up a couple different little prototypes and it was going to be a matter of, you know, what was, easiest to kind of, you know, what, what looked the best just visually, you know, and also what worked. And so that was definitely not something you could find at a store that was, no,
1: had to I'm be- seeing Frank in that. I know, right? Man, bro. <laughs>
3: Manzir. man,
1: Oh my gosh. I was like and he was such a, heart.
3: <laughs> He was such a dear man. I loved working with Jerry Stiller. And you know, because all four of the main cast members, their look was established when I got there coming mm-hmm. in season five. Jerry Stiller, that was his first uh his first season was season five he was the first character that I got to put together so that was really special to me and also terrifying because right. oh for sure I wanted to nail it right and I wanted to you know I wanted to get it right for a lot of reasons but you know here I'm like the new kid it's like you're starting the first day of school everyone else has worked together now for four seasons you're coming in you want to kind of prove yourself right you also you know when you're dressing an actor, you want them to trust you and you want them to know that you understand who this character is. So you write off, you don't want to make any missteps right off the bat It's Jerry Stiller is a legend already. You know, I'm thinking I was a little bit nervous. I never met this man here. He's he's going to play a character. That's going to be a recurring character. And they, Charmaine sends me out like, you know, okay, I'll go grab some stuff for him. I'm thinking I didn't get any notes from Jerry or from Larry or anybody like who, gosh who, what, what he should be wearing. They gave us very little, they give us very little direction unless it was a specific wardrobe item. And so who is this guy? And so I'm thinking, okay, well, it's kind of like a puzzle. It's like, okay, he has to go with her. He goes with Estelle. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. they are together. He's the father of this guy, right? They live at this place. I mean, you, you, you kind of put this stuff together, like a little, like a little mystery, you know? And um the whole leisure suit thing, I just thought, you know, this is a guy that probably had a business like in the seventies or so, right? Sixties, seventies. And he's still right. wearing the kinds of clothes that he wore back then. Cause that's his look.
0: Yeah. Right.
3: And I actually did get his leisure suits. I haven't mentioned this to anybody. I did get his jackets a little tight because I thought this is a guy when he's gotten a little older, he's going to still wear that jacket whether it's a little tight or not. And you don't, you don't want to, again, you don't want to go too far and you don't want it to right. look to, you don't want him to look ridiculous. Right. Right. Um, but I did get his suits a little tight because I thought this is a guy that's he loves this stuff. He loves this jacket. This is his jacket that, you know, he made some big deals in probably back in the day. Right. And this is what he feels good in and who he is. So we had a great first fitting and he loved everything I brought in and all, and everybody was like, it just was, it was perfect and you know i was super super relieved for
1: sure oh, yeah oh my god so
0: much pressure so
1: much pressure right you mm-hmm. went in such an amazing direction with him that's so cool like and that's such a fun fact i went a little tighter because you you're so right you're so spot on with this character <laughs> kind of a little bit like my
3: grandfather too my grandfather kind of dressed that way too so i kind of knew who this guy was but again with you know you're not getting and I've worked I'd worked on other shows and i have worked on commercials where the you know the art director and the 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 creative people are telling you we want this we want that they get very specific nobody said anything about what he, this guy should wear which is perfect all.
1: because you knew
3: <laughs> I, I I thought I did you know and I mean I just did what I kind of thought and again it's just like kind of like well you know it's like you you're you don't get a script where it's, it doesn't give you like a rundown who like the psychological profile of all these characters. Right. You get right. a script, and you kind of have to kind of read between the lines, like what they're saying, who you know who is this person, right? So some of it is just a, you know a, a, you're guessing who this person is and how they would dress. Some of it too when they when they cast a certain actor, you're they're casting people for a certain uh, for a reason too. Right. So I always I would always ask actors, I don't know if you guys do this, but I always ask them, I would ask them what they wore to the casting. And I would always have them bring that with them the first day of a fitting, because, you know, sometimes when they, you know, when they go out to cast people and they, you know, they like what they're wearing in the casting. And again, with Seinfeld, it's a, it was a present day show. It's not like a period film or something, you know? So we, a a lot of times, I would, I would have them use some of their own clothes even and mix it. I would add right. things and give them other things, but.
0: That's yeah. so, that's such an interesting way to go about it. And I love that you said you made his jacket just a little bit <laughs> tighter. I think, no, I just love, that's what I love about costumes is you you did this little tiny detail, but it says so much about the person. Mm. And I just think that's the coolest thing in the whole
1: world. Like, I think that it easily gets so, those little details do not get missed by the viewer, but they don't, people don't even notice how mm. that's a thing. And it's made because you made that decision, but.
0: Right. It's just there and they know they. it's like, they don't think about it too much, but because it's there, it tells and it makes them something. so much sense to them yes,
1: so that they just go with it. But oh, well, I the love thing
3: it. is too, I mean, I think, I'm not sure if it was Edith Head. I think it was, I don't want to misquote somebody, but <laughs> one of the, you know, famous costume designers you know, was quoted as saying, you know, if you're looking at the costumes, then you know, then you're not doing your, you're really not doing your job I and mean, you really should be, you know, you're, you're lis- watching the actors and you're listening to the dialogue. So if the, if the, if the costumes are upstaging your actors, or if you're paying too much attention to the costumes, then, you know, there's something wrong, I think. So especially oh, yeah. a show like Seinfeld, you know, again, if, if you're, if every episode you're like, they're wearing some wacky, I mean, Michael, ob- obviously that's different with the Kramer shirts, but you know, we really didn't, we really, really did not try to ever, everything we tried to keep pretty understated and not attracted too much attention to, you know, their, to their everyday wardrobe. It was just, you know, average clothes that they were wearing. And we, we weren't trying to, And Jerry was very, very specific about that. He didn't want too much. He didn't want it to be,
1: feel trendy. You yeah. Know? Right. It is timeless. Like, I mean, it is definitely has its points of the time it was supposed to be but for the most part a lot of that stuff does does go through the times well like carries on right to today right
3: yeah I I think so I mean I hope so I mean you know Jerry was he is and was amazing in the fact that he could look at like the micro like uh, he could look at things on a micro level Larry too but Jerry was you know I worked with Jerry much more on a micro level and also on a macro level so he had the vision for the show you know from episode, you know from the beginning and and looking forward and knowing that you know, it was going to be in syndication and that you might see an episode from you know in syndication you might be at home watching a scene, uh, an episode from season 2 mm-hmm. along you know next to an episode from season 9 in one night you know so he wanted it there to be a continuity and he wanted he was that was really important to him but he also could you know look at the little details you know, like somebody's collar, right. or some, you know, some little thing. He noticed all these things. And that was an amazing thing to work with someone like that, you know, and, 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 it, and he was so um, really so kind about it too. I mean, he really appreciated his crew and, you know, I don't say that enough in the, maybe in the, um, on, on my page, but it was pretty amazing to work with someone like him because he really, really did, it's not like he came to work every day to say, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's not like that. But he really, um, he really did appreciate the crew and was really, um, you know, supportive of us and knew, um, you know, we're, I've tried to kind of put it like in a, encapsulate like how it really felt because what I, I think that he, because he worked so hard because it was so important to him because he was like really like the first one there and the last one there, maybe not for every episode, but because, you know, he wasn't just one of these celebrities or stars that would like roll in when it was time for him to work and then leave, you know, and he wasn't like a, he wasn't pretentious. He's super down to earth. He, I think, you know, the crew really enjoyed, we all enjoyed working together. He, he created this culture. He created this like environment on the show where we all were like a family. And it was really, really, like, uh, that was really special,
1: you know? And I see it when, because the show has had such longevity, people are obsessed with it. It's because of, you could tell, like, Jerry's attention to details, because people, like, that transcends into how you work, that goes into how everybody works, and it creates a magical, amazing thing when that all falls into place.
3: I think so. I mean, I've worked on other shows, too, where people cared about details, but they were also jerks, you know, they're also super like, you know, um, you know, whatever, like OCD about stuff, you know, I mean, there's a, you could get that too. I mean, I've worked with, for producers and actors before that. They don't have to be nice. I get paid either way. I get paid the same. They don't have to be nice to me. I'm there to do a job. They're there to do a job. We're not, I'm not there to be their best friend. You know what it's like. It's like, I'm going to get paid either way, but it's great when they're nice. It makes it so much more enjoyable for everybody. You know, I think, you know, it just was really that to me was something looking back with such, you know, such great memories was how relaxed and easygoing Jerry was and how how he really enjoyed the process and how he really just, you know, really was happy to see people in the mornings like getting there and would make a comment like that one, I'm not sure if you mentioned like that one post that I made about um, his, um, um, uh, our boom operator, her, her son, he took her, her son for a, a ride in his Porsche when he got a new Porsche one day. And it was just like, he did nice things like that for people. And not just to, not just to be like, oh, I'm Jerry, I can, you know, look at me. I mean, we, he right. did, it was like, we didn't have the phones. It wasn't like a selfie moment or, hey, right. look at me, I'm doing this nice thing. Nobody right. knew. It's like, this right. was something like he did. I didn't even know about it. Actually, she told me Recently, that he took Travis on a ride when he was like 10 or 12 years old. She said, Did you know that? And I said, No. I mean, he's just, he did like these little things behind the scenes for the crew that were just nice things to do because he really cared about the people that were helping him, you know, create this show that everybody loves so much now.
1: That's so important. That's so, so important. It's so cool. also so cool to hear. It makes me like, I already love it, but it makes me like, you know, love it even more. Yeah. That's so great. But you
3: hear all these horror stories, yeah. right. About behind yeah. the scenes, you know, behind the scenes, you know, this actor or this director is a monster. Right. 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 Like that. And that happens, you know, yeah. the egos, you know, people's ego and, and it's Seinfeld. I mean, I used to tease him, you know, I was taking all these Polaroids and he said, you know what, Steph, I'm going to bring my camera in. This was like the ninth season. He's like, I should bring my camera in and take some pictures of the stuff before it's all gone. And I said, yeah, you should, you know, because I'm taking pictures every day, you should definitely bring your camera. And he's like, guys, you know, it's all going to be gone soon, Steph. I went, I know. And I said, you know, and your name is on everything, you know, you should get some pictures of this stuff, you know, because I mean, here's, you know, he is Seinfeld and it's Seinfeld everywhere. It's like our call sheet said Seinfeld, our t-shirt said Seinfeld, (laughs) right. The The stage had this giant sign said Seinfeld. It's like, you know, and he was so really, like I said, just couldn't have been nicer and more, you know, just, just wonderful to work with.
1: So. That's so lovely to hear. And did he have his costumes? I mean, there was, there was Kramer versus, versus right. him, but like, was he just kind of go with the flow with what he wore? Did he have his vision and he was stuck to it or?
3: Well, I mean, I think because he was playing Jerry. He wanted to be Jerry. He still did have a costume, believe it or not. Right. It was like, you know. Here's your Jerry clothes, Jerry. You <laughs> <Right. laughs> still changed into right. Jerry right. clothes. Right. Um, but and it wasn't really much different than Jerry Seinfeld, pers- you know, the the real Jerry Seinfeld, but it still were it's still they still were costumes, you know. Mm-hmm. So in fact, right. people come, people would come to a live show night and I'd be out there like on the set. And people are, you know, audiences there and they could ask some questions before we start filming. And I remember people asking, like, do you wear your own clothes? Does everybody wear their own clothes? I remember thinking, hey, you know, but it was, uh, you know, looking back, it is kind of a compliment because, you know, because they looked natural and they looked like, you know, just average people. I guess that was, you know, you know, people thought they, maybe they wore their own clothes. And for sure, in Jerry's case, that could have been the case. Right, right. So um, yeah, he was super easy, but as they got more famous, they personally were being, you know, more off, like, you know, they were on magazine covers and so they'd bring a stylist in with a rack of, you know, Armani and all this kind of fancy stuff. So, and, and doing these, you know, um, more appearances and that kind of thing. So I think really I watched them as they got more famous, you know, their, their style, their personal styles changed. Right. So they're being exposed to more, you know, you know, couture and, you know, fashionable, expensive clothing. And so I would bring in like for Jerry, I did the shopping for Jerry and for Julia. I mean, I would bring in Armani and zenya for him. I mean, he liked, mm-hmm. you know, especially when he was doing stand up stuff and going on the road and doing, you know, if he was doing Jay, Jay Leno or something like you'd want to wear a nice suit, I would, you know, so he had that we had that stuff for him but then i also shopped for his you know you know everyday stuff as well and julia you know as she was changing uh, i got to have fun with her because she was changing jobs and so it was kind of organic like her character was dressing if you watch like sees you know the early elaine you know and you watch her 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 style changes and right. you know that was really a lot of fun for me because I got to sh- you know shop in Armani and I'd go to New York and get invited to shop at Donna Karen and which is in New York City it's like the ninth floor of the Donna Karen you know of a, of a building is the like the celebrity you know you can go in there and shop it's like a store it's like a retail store set up for um um for the you know wardrobe you know, wardrobe people costume people right um so that was a lot of cool. fun. And that in fact I would shop when I'd shopped in New York and have it shipped back to LA, New Yorkers would say to me, Why are you shipping it to LA? Seinfeld shot here. We film it here. I said, Well, no, no, we film it. I work on the show. We film it in LA. And so people really thought we filmed in New York, which we, you know, we did not. We filmed it in LA. But I think what I would get this a lot where people would say, Well, wait, hang on, Jerry's always in New York City. We always see him around. So they just assumed right. that we shot it there. But that's funny, because they would see Jerry a lot. And I said, you know what, Jerry is a New Yorker. So he's he's in New York a lot because of airplanes. <laughs> and right. you know, he has <laughs> right. a house, he has a house, a place there. And he always will. And that's he never, ever, you know, um, considered he even when he had a house out here in LA, he still was a New Yorker, right? So, um, you know, they would see him in New York and think and just assume that we filmed it there. But we actually filmed it out here.
1: That's so funny. I know we're reaching our end here, but we cannot not talk about Kramer and Kramer's amazing. Oh, and it's just his shirts. Like his 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 wardrobe in general is really funny. It's perfect for him. It's so perfect. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, okay. So again, I, you know, starting in season five, I didn't establish that look for him. That was already Mm, pretty well established, but you know, I got sent out to buy, you know, to, find more of more shirts for him. So, which I did. And I, you know, had my favorite vintage shops here in LA. I did some shopping in New York for him, but because he's a big guy, I don't know, you know, vintage stuff is hard to find in the larger sizes. Yeah. And um, he was very, very much, um, you know, the wardrobe helped him become Kramer. So <laughs> he would, you know, come into rehearse and have to put on his Kramer shirt at least and the shoes so he could get into Kramer vibe. Um, but as far as the clothing goes, when we, whenever we needed duplicates or triplicates in some cases, like if they were doing some crazy scene where he was, you know, this shirt was getting destroyed or he was doing something super, you know, wild and we're Typical worried rip or something we would get, cause especially with vintage stuff, like that could rip and they're, okay, now you've got, that's it. Yeah. yeah already established that shirt, maybe in a previous day's filming. And now, you know, now that's it. So Whenever it was getting super physical or something, which he did a lot, <laughs> we ended up buying vintage fabric, like dead stock fabric, and making shirts for him that way. And just washing this fabric down and breaking it down and then having it cut. We would even buy, go to these fabric sh- shows, right? And buy vintage buttons as well, you know, just Gosh. so everything, we, we tried to make it as authentic as possible, but we, he refused to wear anything off the rack for the shirts, right? So um, yeah that was the only, that was the way we were able to kind of get around, you know, a vintage shirt. It was vintage fabric. Right. right? But, um, but we had it made and we had a vintage pattern and we had an amazing seamstress and she would sew it up. And um, that. so there were a couple, like the banana, there was an episode that we, you know, quite a few episodes, but there's a banana shirt. I could probably go, you know, I'll have to look at some of the episodes, but you know, I could, I know which ones were the, you know, the one-offs and which ones are the you know ones we made especially
1: right now. right
0: so,
1: cool yeah and then when you did when you did the pimp coat, okay, the pimp coat. like because it's so crazy because like i mean obviously everyone has a million different versions of that coat but then to have it then at the end make it like his pimp coat is <laughs> genius. it's genius how you guys pulled that one off it's beautiful well
3: yeah. that coat believe it or not that coat we rented from a costume house because that i apparently there you know we we searched a couple costume houses here in la and someone somewhere around la had done a production of joseph
0: oh that's that's great
3: that's even
1: cooler because it's a real joseph coat. oh yeah that's hilarious
3: yeah so that was a coat that um we ended up just finding and embellishing definitely embellished some I think added some fur trim Uh yeah but um yeah that was uh that was a crazy episode with the
1: hat and the hat blowing down the street oh my god it's so
3: the cane
0: the cane too oh my gosh it's so funny he
3: loved it was like it was like giving him like a little boy and giving him toys like he loved having like a prop Right, You can see Something. his
1: face as he's walking on the street. You can just tell like the entire costume. He just loved it.
3: Yeah. Of all four of them, of the four main cast members, was super, super into the wardrobe because, you know, that really helped him become Kramer for sure. And um, he it needed, he's a very kind of tactile person. Like it needed to move a certain way. And he would come in and he spent a lot, a, I think, yeah, not even, I think, definitely. He spent more time in the wardrobe room than any of the others, because that was not that, not that the wardrobe wasn't important to the others, but right. you know, he was really, really into, you know, how things felt, how things fit and being able and being such a physical actor, mm-hmm. things needed to move. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you don't want any surprises on show night with something that he hasn't worn try, you know or seen or, you know, worked in before everything needed to be know definitely um you know tried on in advance and he you know you couldn't ever you know throw him like a surprise you know everything you know needed to be uh you know he needed to to check it out to wear it a little bit see how it felt and uh see if he could work with it
1: yeah getting to know your characters your actors (laughs) definitely um
0: so just how does it feel now in retrospect to just see how big i mean i'm sure at the time you knew how big the show was because it just was the hugest show ever um but how does it feel like in retrospect to see the impact of something that you were able to work on in it still pops up in pop culture like you were saying people are still binging it and how does it feel to be a part of something like that That Feels really good yeah
3: really good i mean it's funny because all of this is kind of i mean you know just i i was a mom i had a i had a child, like my, our last uh, season, I had a baby. I was due with my son on our last show night or our last show. Our last show night was my due date.
0: Oh my gosh.
3: And and he, he came two weeks early actually, but I went from doing what you guys do every single day to being a full-time stay-at-home mom. And so that was terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I've been so out of, you know, I was so out of business and everything and so you know with kids watching Seinfeld now I thought that's kind of funny you know it's kind of fun and oh, mommy used to work on that show right and so it you know I and now with with quarantine and everything um I'm just just because talking to people like you and and starting this account am I really realizing how um, what an impact the show had. I mean, of course, I knew, knew that it was popular and must-see TV and all that kind of stuff. But um, I think it's be, it's it's become something that really comforts people. And I'm getting messages from all over the world, which just makes me feel so great. And it makes me want to continue doing the, the, pay, the account because people are messaging me from Argentina, from Sweden, from... Australia, it's huge in Australia. Um, and that is so nice that it, you know, that, that people are getting a, are able to laugh right now, because I think that is the, the one thing that we all need to do during this time. And people tell me, oh, they watch two episodes a day or, you know, or they keep it on while they go to sleep at night because, yes. because they like the, to hear, you know, they'd like to hear it in the background while they're sleeping. I mean, I mean, that these kinds of things make me feel so great. And that such a, I, I hope that answers your question. It's like, yeah, that, that for me, just being part of something that makes people, that makes people feel good right now during this quarantine that has, you know, some kind of, you know, comfort for people is beyond, you know, great. So that yeah. part really feels good to answer the questions that people ask me, you know, or message private message me and, you know, Trying to, you know, give them a little taste, like a little, you know, if, especially if they've seen every single episode and it just, it, maybe it's like a little, like just a little bonus, like to know, to yeah. find out something more backstage. So my whole you know, kind of point of view doing the account is to kind of make them feel like they're in the wardrobe room. Like they really, you know, they're on the set with me. I'm trying to make it personal. And even like my, my posts, I try to make it sound like I'm talking to you, you know, it should be like, like, I'm taking you come along and I'm going to show you what it was like, you know, a day, a day, like on the set. So hopefully that translates. I'm hoping.
0: It's very cool because you do give so much very good detailed information in your account, and I love that because I felt like yeah, I felt like I was getting some behind the scenes yeah, tea. tea and, yeah, <laughs> and we loved it like looking at it. It's yeah. very cool, and I also love just people. People's quarantine creativity is so mm-hmm. inspiring to me because we're all going through such a bad, crazy, wild thing right now. And I just think it's so wonderful to see people turn that time into something so great. And actually, it's just really cool for us because we we started this podcast during quarantine time. Oh, and you
1: did? Okay. We did. You. Okay. It was
0: a quarantine idea. We were
1: off for a very long time. I
0: had a lot of free time <laughs> on my hands and yeah. I came up with doing this. And it's just been, for us personally, so fun to hear these types of stories and to get to talk to different people about different shows and it's just positive and wonderful and it's
1: just nice to see new faces and meet new people. Yeah. When in a time we are not really going out and about, you're still getting to talk to meet new people.
0: Right. And, and create new
1: relationships. And
0: learn and and mm-hmm. learn from creative people like yourself who so you know fun. are sharing these awesome stories with us. Right. So we thank you so much. We really appreciate your time. We know you're yeah. busy. Actually, now that you bring it up, it helps me too. It's like this is like
3: something that and so, like, oh, I'm just doing this for everybody. I mean, I'm, al- I'm also getting so much out of it personally. It feels yeah. amazing. And and so it's it goes both ways, right? So, you're really, you know, thanks for, for reminding me. And that's actually really one of the reasons I go, you know, every, now I get up in the morning, I do my meditate, I get my coffee, and I sit down and I, I have no plan. Like, every day I just sit down and I like, go through my Polaroids. I'm like, oh, I'll just do this one today, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's not like I have a, them sketched, planned out like you know Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm going to do this, this, and this. Every day, I'm like, well, what? You know, what's it going to be? You know, so yeah, it's really, it's really fun. And I got to, I get to meet people like you. And um, so well, thank really you thank so much for so doing much. what you do this and sharing, so yeah, sharing all the fun and photos. Maybe we could do it again because there is probably a lot more. If you oh know, yeah, yeah. Thank
1: really you. Nice meeting you guys. Nice meet Thank you, you too. Yeah.
0: And stay safe. Yeah, stay okay. safe. Yes. stay safe. Bye. Thank, you. Bye. Thank Bye. you. We just want to give a special shout out to Sean Skyler for the music and producing this podcast. Please make sure to rate and subscribe. Also, follow us on Instagram at Lasting Looks Podcast
1: you so excited for us i'm so excited for us you're so proud of us i've never been more proud of us actually this week i've been the most proud of us i've been yet wow it's really i mean i didn't know i could grow any more proud (laughs) but i did i did
0: i'm the proudest of us
1: yeah you and my mom i'm so proud of us